All right, uh, welcome to the uh, Eric J. The Great podcast show. Um, we got a, a special guest on the show today, uh, Miss Jamika. How you doing? Yes, thank you so much for welcoming me on your podcast. I am great. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing all right, just uh, taking it day by day. Day by day. I feel it. I feel it. It'd be like that sometimes, right? <laughs> all right. So we got a, a relatable topic today that I think where well, everybody has to go through this at some point during your life because everybody uh, loses people closest to them. But uh, everybody got their own individual ways of how they deal with it, cope with it, and just process it in general. So uh, we'll talk about, you know, um, how to stay motivated when you lose somebody close to you, whether it's a friend, family member, whatever. So um, I'll let you speak first and then I go after you get done. Oh, what's your whole spill on it? I know you said you had like a testimony that tied into it. Absolutely. So y'all know we, we still in COVID times, still in pandemic times, and we've all lost somebody due to COVID, and even if not that, you lost somebody to disease or cancer or, or even like just old age and people passing away. So I actually created a book on how to stay motivated and um, just a resource to motivate people, encourage people, empower them. And the back of the book is also a journal to journal out your thoughts. So a little bit about me. Um, like you said, my name is Shamika. I am a nonprofit founder and director I also have a store um, with motivational products. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, I'm a consultant. I help other people start their businesses and also scale their businesses. And then my favorite one, because there's a whole bunch of titles, right? I'm a youth pastor, all that stuff. But favorite is like a mentor, a sister. I love helping people through their problems. I love giving advice and helping people navigate through life. So I could go into my testimony if you want me to like, you know, explain a little bit about that and why I actually started writing that book, How to Stay Motivated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's cool. Uh, then uh, we can. Well, did you want to talk about that first, then transition to the topic, or what? Yeah, I could. I'll do that. So. Uh, hold on. I'm about to let her in. She just. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. She here, she here. Whoop. Nice. Hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Can can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she was just uh well, she's going to talk about her book and her testimony. And then uh, after she get done, then we transition to the, the topic uh, that I had text you. Okay. okay. Hi. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Your hat is cute. It's bright. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, she peeked. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hey, what's up? So cute. So cute. All right, so when I was uh, 18, I went to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas um, to do my degree in psychology. And then in my first semester, I told everybody, I was like, at the end, I was like, I'm going to go home. If I don't get a job, if I get a job, I'm going to stay on campus. I ended up not getting the job that I wanted. So I was like, I'm going to come back home to Cali. So I came back home and I had a dream that in the dream. about to get out. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. My mom in the dream was <laughs> and then after um like praying about it, thinking about it, I talked to my dad, talked to my mom. My mom kind of brushed it off like, girl, uh, we just need to go to church. We need to pray more. And then my dad a week later, he told me he was like, he knew I always had like prophetic dreams that would actually happen. He was like, You had a bad dream. You know, a spirit comes to warn before something bad happens. I'm getting freaked out. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, don't tell me that. And sure enough, a month later, my mom ended up passing away. So life became super real. I was like, do I go back to school? Do I just give up? Like, do I stay home and grieve however long that takes? Right. So I decided that my mom 
would have wanted me to go back to my school and finish my degree. So I ended up going back to uh, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, the day after we had my mom's service. And I realized that the stuff that we're also focused on in life, the cars, the clothes, the money, the degrees, all this stuff does not matter because tomorrow it could just be gone, right? When you pass away, like my mom passed away, all the stuff was just in the house, right? Her, her clothes, the car was there. And I'm like, so what do we do about all this stuff now? Everybody was fighting over stuff, like ripping clothes out the closet, taking her jewelry. And I'm like, we are really living the wrong way, right? I think there's a quote that says like, you can't take a hearse to heaven. Like you can't take a U-Haul to heaven. You can't take anything to heaven. When it's over, it's just over. So that's really when I started focusing on living um, life on purpose and doing things with intentionality and inspiring people and motivating people. And that was like the first step uh, to me uh, thinking about writing the book, how to stay motivated. So that's like a part of the testimony. So yeah, yeah, definitely the, a lot of stuff happened to make me write that book or help me to lead to writing the book. Okay, yeah, yeah, like that's uh, a real powerful uh, testimony as far as the the uh, book is concerned. Because you know, you uh, you know, a lot of people like they uh, especially like a mom, like your mom usually be like your right hand person. Yes. You know? So like, once I mean that day got to come for everybody. You just hope it's uh, later then soon you know but you know yeah. uh when you lose somebody that close you know it uh that can reset your whole life you know what i'm saying yeah my mom she was like my best friend and whenever she would like return an item or have to sign something she wouldn't sign her name she would put linda on it i'd be like why are you lying like your name is not linda and when my mom passed away a lady knocked on the door and I guess it was one of my mom's cousins and her name was Linda. So she was like, oh, I'm Linda. And I went to turn like, oh, mom, Linda's here, right? And then it hit me again, like, oh, she's not here anymore. You know, that's like, it's so crazy. Like when you lose one of your parents. And then like, when I went to grad school, I did, I did my master's degree in social work at USC, like a couple years after I did undergrad and Sure enough, like my dad, so my mom passed away from heart failure. My dad, before they know they knew it was COVID, I think he had COVID because it came out like around like August, September, October of 2019. And my dad ended up passing away too um, in November of 2019. And I was just like, okay, God, because I'm Christian, right? I'm like, okay, God, so we doing this again. We doing this one more time. Like I was only 25 at that time I'm like dang I gotta live life with no parents like we we going through this again heart failure both of them heart failure because he had an infection that ended up attacking his heart and then it just went left from there I'm like this is so crazy I told my mentor one day I went out to eat with her because I have a whole team of mentors I'm, I'm a big advocate of mentorship I told her I was like if this is what life is us just experiencing loss and death over and over and over. I was like, I don't want to do this. Not that I wanted to like kill myself or had a plan or anything. But I told her, I was like, this is too difficult. Life is too difficult. Just having to keep planning funerals and figuring out what to do next. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do it. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, hypothetically, right? If I was in heaven and God was like, I want to send you like before I was born, right? If God was like, I'm going to send you into the world and there's going to be diseases. There's going to be death. You're going to have to go through a lot of stuff. You're not to pay bills. Who want to pay bills? <laughs> You're going to have to go through all of this stuff, but don't worry about it. I will be there for you. I will strengthen you. I will guide you. I will lead you no matter what. I would have been like, okay, God, send me, send me to help the kids, send me to motivate people send me to inspire people, send me to help. I would have told God to send me and to, to have me be an advocate and an ambassador and a vessel in the earth 
for him. And after that, I told her, I was like, no, I'm here for a reason. I have a purpose, right? So my mom passing away reminded me like not to focus on the stuff, the materialistic stuff. And then my dad passing away was like, okay, now really focus on purpose and create a legacy, right? All of this stuff, we want to make sure that we're impacting the world and inspiring people and helping the next generation so that we can live well and then hear that well done, that, that good and faithful servant. So after my dad passed away, um, I still finished my master's degree. And then everybody started asking, how do you stay so motivated? How do you stay so positive? Like, how do you stay smiling? You've been through so much. And that's, that's what like ultimately led me to write my book, How to Stay Motivated. And now like the back is a journal for people as well. That's what really led to it. Okay. Hey, uh, hey, uh, so what, what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, I lost my mama too. So I, um, I agree with that for real. I mean, but I don't know, like as far as what I did after she, you know, passed, I didn't have no motivation at first, but like when she passed, I enrolled in school, went to school for education. And the reason why I stopped is a whole different story. But um, yeah, I mean, I just try to stay motivated because it, it 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 definitely affected me because you know I my daddy was never really around. I mean, after my mom passed, he ended up coming around, but before that, like he was not around at all. So then I end up having my daughter, and now like he's like he's very active with my daughter. It's kind of like Okay, I, I lost my mama. He started coming around, but at that point, I was grown already, so it really didn't make a difference. But then, once I had my daughter, it's like everything he didn't do for me, now he does for my daughter, which I'm I'm perfectly fine with that because, you know, it doesn't really doesn't bother me. It's extra help anyway. But yeah, it's just it was just weird. I don't know that part of it was weird to me, but I don't know. I I just feel like well, what losing a parent. Think? Is oh, oh my bad. Nah, you can go ahead. Oh, what what would you say like like for someone that's uh that probably just lost someone in the past couple of days, like from previous experience, like what would if you used to give advice to somebody, like what would you tell them uh, how to deal with that? I don't I don't know. I, I don't think I can answer that because I. You know, everybody grieves differently and some people don't want to hear it. And then some people's okay wearing it, but it just might not be the time. I don't know. I would just, I don't have no advice for that. I really don't. Cause everybody, everybody's different. Everybody's not going to want to hear the advice. Some people just, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I probably just to stay strong. I mean, that's, that's the only thing I can say. Cause you know, I don't know. It's, it's weird though, but. I don't know, because I, I guess when I lost my mama, I didn't really want to hear none of it. I didn't want to hear, oh, it's going to be okay. It'll get better. Honestly, I don't feel like it does. Like, losing a parent or someone close to you in general, like, your everyday life, your everyday routine, that's not something you're going to get over. It's not something that you're going to, you feel me? You just live with it, but it's not going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, she's like, gone now. Let me just, you know, yeah. yes, absolutely not something that you can just tell somebody is going to be okay about but it's really not somebody once compared it to having a broken bone and you have a cast on right and then you have to relearn how to do everything you got to learn how to shower again you have to learn how to get in the car how to navigate and like losing somebody is the same way like life will never be the same because they're not there that person is gone you have to adjust everything around it people be like oh you just heal like you get better like no when I get married I'm gonna still cry because my mom not gonna be there my dad is not gonna be there you know it's not gonna be like oh I'm just healed no you don't just heal through that you just absolutely with it yeah exactly my advice for somebody that has lost somebody that's going through a loss um would be I would tell them that I'm here for you right they just need they need support um a lot of people when my parents passed away they were bringing the food, 
They were helping with uh, funeral planning because when you lose somebody, you kind of can't think. <laughs> You'll be like, what? What's happening? One second, you're okay. The next second, you're crying. Next second, you're happy because you're surrounded with family. But that's like a pain that is like unforgettable. Like I would just say, like, I'm here for you. Let me know how I can support you. Um, and in my book, I have steps on how to stay motivated and in life in general, right? So if you lose somebody, you lose something, but kind of rediscover your purpose, right? Remind yourself why you're living. Because if you know the why behind doing something, you're going to be more motivated for actually doing it and more consistent with doing it. Um, and then also people, and I think our people too, people that look like us, we have a difficult time asking for help. We'd be like, I'm superwoman, right? I'm Superman. I got it. I got it. I got it. And we don't, we don't have it. Like ask when you need help, like surround yourself with people that want to support you and want to see you doing better, whether it's grieving or in life in general, you should be able to ask yo, your best friend, your colleague, your partner, hey, I need some help. Can you help me with this? And if you can't, that's the wrong circle. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I just think in our culture, like we've been treated wrong for so long that that mental health aspect has just kind of been abandoned, and like yeah. we just been uh, just been taught to just just take stuff and just keep going, like mm-hmm. and not deal with it. And I think. Uh, I'm a big advocate of behavioral health because, you know, I lost a lot of close people uh, when I was in the military deployed and stuff. So wow. uh, mental health was the thing that helped me get, get over that. Like as far as going to talk to a therapist every week and uh, me and that person building a relationship, talking for two years straight every week. So, uh that's one thing. That's why I tell people all the time, like, I know ain't nothing going to make the pain feel better, but um, I just know from me personally, from previous experience, behavior help did help me get back to a better mental space as far as talking to a, a, a therapist and stuff. Cause at first I was against doing it, but the more I started going and kept going, I started looking forward to the appointments and, able to uh, talk and vent to him and stuff like that so it actually made me feel better that's good because our people it's like you know just go pray about it you okay you okay and it's like no I'm not okay it's okay to pray about it and go to therapy and see a counselor or if you need a psychiatrist and see a, a psychiatrist we need a whole team it takes more than just one person yes go to your pastor but also go see your therapist. And I'm so glad that you said it was helpful so that our people know, and men especially know, it's okay to go see a therapist. Take care of your mind. You know, sometimes you got to talk it out. Sometimes you need to go in therapy and cry it out. Sometimes you need to go scream it out. They're trained to handle all of that. I'm such a huge advocate for therapy. Right, right. Uh, What's your uh, opinion on it? On therapy? Yeah, yeah, just mental health in general as far as, like, you know, dealing with stuff. Um, I do. I don't really – I deal with stuff by myself. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I do think that therapy will help just as far as, like, needing somebody to vent to because a lot of people just don't like venting to people they know. They might not be listening. They might just take it in one and after the other. And therapy, like, that's, that's like a release. Like, okay – you know, I'm going through this. I know I can talk to them. They're not going to judge me. They don't, you know, they just heard to listen. And sometimes that's just what people need that's actually battling with mental health. I, me personally, I've never went through, like, too much depression or nothing like that. So, but if I was to, I would probably go to counseling. Because, I mean, your friends deserve to come for you only so much. Like, you can only, you only want to tell them so much. Like, I don't know before you feel like, oh, they're going to judge you or whatever. They might not even have the right tools to even help you get through whatever you're going through. So 
counseling. I definitely suggest counseling. Yeah, and a lot of things a lot of people don't do either when they lose someone close, and I haven't done it either, but I never heard no one taking advantage of uh, grief counseling, like when they lose someone. Because uh, I know people offer it, you know, like either whether that be the church or whatever that did your family member service or just people that just might be around. But I never heard no one personally in my life. I don't know about y'all, but it's, uh took advantage of that because I, I, I do feel like, you know, talking about the situation, not it's not going to make it better as far as, you know, because the person's not going to come back. But as far as, you know, just attacking the issue of just dealing with the fact that the person is gone mentally, you know what I'm saying, and not getting stuck in just uh, being depressed forever and just stop putting everything on hold for a certain, for a long period of time. I, I do think that that will help a little bit, but um, I know, uh, I know Jay-Z, uh, I just watched this interview. Jay-Z was talking to Kevin Hart about um, when his mom died. And he said that, you know, when his mom died, he couldn't go to, he couldn't go visit the grave for years. And he said he he said that he when um, he was freestyling a song, and he dropped the song, and he was talking about it, and he said it just came out naturally, like he didn't like write it down or nothing. And he said one of his close friends hit him up and was like, "I needed to hear that," and that made me go visit my mom's grave, and that helped me get over that hurdle of. And he said now, then when Jay Z heard that, he said he went and visit his mom's grave like a couple of years ago. And he said that was like one of the hardest things he had to do. But he was like, once after he did the first initial time, then like every other time, you know, he kept going, he, he it started going a little bit more frequently. Yeah, you know what? After my dad passed away, we went to the gravesite and my sister, she got out the car. <laughs> It's not, it's kind of funny, but it's not funny. She got out the car, we're walking to my dad's tombstone, right? And we get there. She's like looking at it. Next thing I know, he takes off running. She's at the car, like gone. And I'm like, what is happening? And I get in the car and she's having anxiety attack. Couldn't breathe, crying, like stressed out, overwhelmed by being at the gravesite. So a lot of people definitely cannot go to the gravesite right after somebody passes away because it's too it's too overwhelming I'm so glad that you brought up grief counseling because after my dad passed away I definitely thought about going to grief counseling but then it was COVID so everything was closed and then everything was going at that time going virtual and I was like do I want to talk to a therapist over zoom you know so I did not go that route but I think it's definitely needed. So there's like five to seven, depending on which type, uh, steps of grief, right? And we think it's like this, right? That it just happens in order, but it doesn't. Like one day you're in denial, the next day you're bargaining, like, God, if you just give me my mom back, God, if you just bring my dad back, I'm going to act right. And then the next day you're fine. You're like, oh, I accepted that they're gone. And then after that, you're like, I can't believe this. And you're right back at denial, right? And then bargaining and then acceptance or you're at acceptance and then you're depressed. You know, it like goes in different orders. Uh -huh. And that's why people should go to grief counseling so that they can help you think through it and help you to cope through it versus turn into like some unhealthy stuff to cope, you know? Sorry, yo, you got, you got anything to say about the, no, I agree with it, but what do you have anything to say? Your name is Tinka? Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. Tinka. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Yeah, I think that um, in life, we can focus on our bodies and looking fine, 
like, oh, I'm okay, right? Or I look, I look decent. So if I look fine, you're gonna think that I'm fine. And just take care of like the outside. It's super important to take care of like the spiritual side, the mental side, and then even like what's going inside of your body, right? Like when we go through something, we're depressed, we'd be the first ones to be like, where the bottle at? Or I need a cigarette, or I need to smoke something else, right? But it's like, that may not help. That's like a Band-Aid, right? And that goes yeah. back to skills. It's like, that's going to help you for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And then you're right back to what you were already feeling. It's so important for us to take care of like our, our dieting, exercising. We need to go get more massages, right? That releases endorphins, all of that. And then not ignoring like spiritual issues too. When death comes up, you have to think about what's next. So if you don't think about heaven or hell or whatever else it is, reincarnation, it's like that comes up and you have to deal with that too. You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it. They're just in the ground. Or if there's ashes, right? Because people get cremated and you're like, oh, they're in the ocean. But what's next? What's after that? And then it makes you think about, well, if I die, where am I going? Right. So it's like, that's a whole different spiritual component. And we already talked about mental health and coping skills. I think it just, it all goes together. And that's why people ask me to write the book, how to stay motivated. Cause I put those key things in there about tackling each, each section, right. They all go together. You cannot be spiritually okay. And then your health is going down. Right. Or you can't like have amazing coping skills but you eat hot Cheetos all day. <laughs> it's like, you got to take care of the whole thing so that you are well and whole through all of the drama. Cause life happens. Like life is going to keep happening. Struggles always will happen. But the more likely we are to take care of ourselves, the better we'll be when stuff happens and it's bad stuff. You know, we'll be more resilient and able to actually cope with it versus if we're unhealthy, mentally spiritually and physically. Right. I think um, all of this plays into uh, time. Like, um, I believe your most uh, valuable asset is your time because you can't get it back. And uh, dealing with uh, losing people and things like that, a lot of times, and I know me personally, you know, we don't want to admit it, but when you by yourself, you self-reflect like, dang, mm-hmm. you know, like if you, I know you lost somebody, you'd be like, dang, why I didn't call them a little bit more or something like mm-hmm. that. You know what I'm saying? So like, uh, I think the most important lesson that you could take from losing people and things like that is just, you know, or the people that, the people that you still got here is just, you know, um, just appreciate the time that you have with people and maximize the time that you're around them and try to make good memories while you're here. Cause you know, people be here today, gone tomorrow. Like I remember uh, my cousin passed away in March. I talked to him two days before he died. And then it was crazy cause I wasn't even uh, monitoring his Facebook like that. Cause I got so many friends. And then when I go back and look at on his page after he uh, passed away, I start seeing all these suicidal posts and all this stuff. Like he was like real depressed about his life and stuff. So it was just, uh, it's just uh, put things in different perspective, you know? Yeah. It's like cherish every moment, you know, create all the memories, take pictures. Cause it could just be gone. When my mom, like the week that my mom was in the hospital, the last time I talked to her, she was like, I love you guys so much. And I'm like, okay, mom, bye. Right. And I was just rushing. Like I got stuff to do. I was in, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was coaching or something and I was trying to get to my team. So I'm like, okay, bye. And then I realized like, I didn't say I love you too. And the next morning she was gone. And the, the, that week I was thinking, I'm like, dang, why you didn't say that you love her? And I was like, I'm not about to let those negative thoughts take over because you can 
start to like beat yourself up and be like, it's my fault. And why I didn't say this? Why didn't I do this? And it's like, that's not the time for that. You know what I mean? The fact is they're gone. The fact is you love them. The fact is you had them for whatever amount of time that you had them. And now life has to keep going. You know what I mean? Versus being stuck, like I should have done this. So I definitely agree with you, uh, Eric J, that you have to value people and, you know, value their time, spend your time wisely, let people know that you appreciate them. Hey, uh, Tink, uh, Tinka, what you think about that? Tinka girl. <laughs> I'm sorry, I put myself on mute. I was trying to do something for my daughter. But um, talking about uh, what time, like? Yeah, as far as like you know, um, you know, uh, the, everything we've been talking about. Um, I think ties into time, you know, just back when time you have with people, because you know, uh, I was saying, you know, I had a couple people that passed away in my life that, you know, I can remember a couple instances, probably like a month or two before they died them asking me to hang out or something like that. And I kind of like off a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And then they pass away. Then you, that's the first thing you think about, you know? Yeah. Well, I feel like, I don't know, with my mother passing, it was more so like I was literally just with her like an hour before it happened. Like she was moving from one apartment to another one. So I ended up staying at the old one to finish, you know, cleaning up. And by the time she got to the new apartment, she had a heart attack. So it's like I hadn't been spending as much time with her like as I probably should have up until like when it happened. So I was definitely, I definitely felt the type of way about that. And just like with friends like that I've had past, either we was planning to do something or, you know, we talked about it, didn't plan it, but we just talked about it. And then, you know, literally days or later, they passed. And you just, I don't know, I guess it's just probably just not enough time in the world, really. Because it seems like, like when you have, when you plan something or you know that you've been neglecting somebody and then you start trying to come around, then it seems like bad stuff just be happening. Like, I probably should have did it sooner. I probably should have reached out sooner. Yeah. Like, I probably should have, you know, had more time. But I think I don't know. I also think that like sometimes when you just like growing, you just grow apart. So I mean it might not be that friendship just might not have been beneficial to you at that moment. So you know you was just going your own way. But I don't know. I definitely try to I try I try to make time for everybody because life is really short. So like, literally, I've lost so many people. And I'm just like, dang, I, I just seen them. I was just with them. So, yeah, I tried to cherish the moments, definitely. Yeah, I know Kobe, uh, Kobe Bryant, um, you know, he passed away two years ago. But one of his last interviews, he was talking about that. Um, like, he did an interview two months before he passed away. He was talking on stage with a guy, and he was like, you know, that's she said every human takes time for granted. He said that he said he said that one mistake that every human has made at least one time in their life is that uh, thinking that we have time. And I was like, you know, because you never know, you know, what's the future holds, and um, and I know him personally. And I'll be, and I'm like a real deep spiritual person because sometimes I'll be feeling like, you know, like people get like something in their spirit, like when they know something about to happen or something. Because you, because when you hear like certain events that people do out of the ordinary before they pass, things like that. Like I know they said the uh, day before Kobe died, they said he went to a church and he stayed there for like two hours and he was praying and stuff. And then next morning, got on the helicopter with his pilot, and then you know what happened after that. But I was just like, it's just crazy how stuff play out. I definitely think people know 
and I think that some people have a choice like people that are like super close to God or like their creator some of them will like have a dream right and they they think it's a dream but the doctors will say they're dead (laughs) and then they revive them and it's like oh I went to heaven and God asked me if I want to come back here or if I want to stay there and if they're telling it then they came back I hear that so many times and like even when my dad I was in the hospital with him for the week before he passed away and the last day he would not say anything like my dad's very he was a, a minister so he would always talk I'm like why is he not talking he knew he knew that he was about to leave or transition and he didn't want to tell me and I wish he would have just said something you know like you know what this life ain't it I'm through right or something but he definitely knew. And then my mom too. I found some paperwork on my mom and it says she was diagnosed with heart failure like six months before she passed away. So I'm like, wow, y'all, y'all knew something was coming and you didn't want to tell us. Maybe they thought we were too young or something, but I think people definitely know in their spirit or they have a dream or God tells them or something happens for them to already know. Well, I think in those instances, like when you're talking about illnesses and things like that, especially when you got kids, it's like a real emotional conversation to have. So I can't really, I mean, we, we could say that they could have had the conversation, but I can't really hold them at fault for it because <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do if I was in that situation because that's a hard conversation to have, especially if a doctor tell you, hey, you only got three months to live, like, how how do you have that conversation with your kids, you know what I'm saying, like, that's, that's, like, most people just, just try to just take it day by day and keep a smile on their face, and whatever happened, happened, you know, it's just, that's the most. giving them grace, (laughs) you're like, give them some grace, give them the benefit of the doubt, (laughs) like, damn, they could have wrote a will, they could have let me know what to do. <laughs> like, what do I do with the cars? What do I do with all the stuff, the house, the rent, you know? But I hear you. I agree. Yeah, well, yeah, I do believe in that, like the the will stuff. Like you got to have your stuff in order as far as like life insurance and things like that. Because I see so many situations. Like I had some in my family, like, you know, uncle passed away. He ain't got no life insurance and his son only can pay half the funeral. So everybody had to put money up to help bury him, but which, which I'm not complaining about that, but it's just, you know, um, you know, everybody have a responsibility of, you know, just making sure your stuff in order for your life. And you don't want to, when somebody passed away, it's already a stressful time. So you don't want to put extra stress on your family as far as like, you know, you not having life insurance and things like that, you know, because a lot of people um, might not be able to afford to pay 10,000 or right there for it. That's like an average price for a funeral is like 10,000, you know, so it's like a lot of people might might not be able to afford to pay that right then and there. So you don't want to just add the extra stress, you know, if you can um, I mean, I know people go through stuff and things like that, but whenever you can invest in a life insurance policy, that's worth the investment because you don't want to put that stress on your family. Yeah, with my mom, my dad stopped paying the life insurance the month before. So we didn't know she was going to pass away. She passed away and we're like, oh, we don't have any money. And that was very difficult. We ended up uh, cremating her. But that wasn't the plan, right? Uh, if you, I mean, if you plan to cremate somebody, cool. But like, if it's not the plan, you're like, I want to bury them, but then there's no money, there's no life insurance, and then even when you do have life insurance, it takes like six to eight weeks to come. So just y'all, like, just know that too. I would definitely encourage everybody if your family, your parents are over sixty, make sure they have a will. Like, have them write down something. Just write it down. Because if not, then everybody's going to be stressed and fighting over everything. 
everything they was fighting over the cars the clothes the jewelry and I'm just like what I just need to guess (laughs) I'm like guessing where everything goes I ended up like planning the majority of my dad's funeral and I was just guessing just guessing everything I'm like I don't I don't even know because there was no will and I don't think we take wills as seriously as we should or life insurance everybody be posting GoFundMes like I posted a GoFundMe when my dad passed away too and people donated and stuff but it's like we need to be prepared for this because it's going to happen we live in a world where we're not going to be here for forever you know what I mean so it's like we got to plan for after we're not here anymore as well not just the day-to-day every everyday life you know Now, uh, what's what's your opinion on that, uh, Tinker? See, that's like goes back with my mom. Like she, uh, she didn't have life insurance. Like she, and I really think it was honestly unexpected. Like I'm not, I'm not, maybe she knew, but I know nobody in my family knew that she had health problems. Like she was the only person who knew. And um, yeah, so. Uh, she wanted to be cremated ultimately so it was not as stressful as it would have been maybe we would have had a funeral but she wanted to be cremated so um that's what that's what I did and I'm the oldest she only has two kids it's me and my little sister so I had to pretty much you know put everything together and do everything Kaylani for real I'm sorry, but I pretty much had to do everything by myself anyway. So that that's hey honey, like stop for real. You do now. She's she's only doing that on purpose. So she's actually making me a little mad. But, I'm like, I want to see her. Tell her to come say hi. <laughs> you want to say hi? <laughs> she's so cute. Thank you. But um, yeah, so I think it's very important to definitely get life insurance because it's already one burden of someone passing and that's just a whole nother burden because like you said, they definitely are expensive. You're like, it's, I can't believe it costs so much to die, but like for real, it's expensive. I've had family members who had to bucket shake and go fummies and do all of that, but I mean, that's only going to help so much. So, you know, it's still, it's still, it's very stressful. So I agree with the having the will and doing the life insurance. I think all of that's important because, I mean, I didn't have anybody to fight with anything over, but I know people who do literally like fight about the house, who's getting the house, who's getting the cars, who's getting whatever they get. Go back to well, yeah. Who's getting, you know, who's getting what? So yeah, I think it's very important. And I've seen like real family beef about stuff like that. So like yep. I, I I wouldn't even want to be a part of it. I feel like it's important for everybody just to have it written somewhere, some type of set in stone so everybody knows. So it's not like, you know, a big deal when it the time does come. Yep, facts. Yeah, because you have people, man, I don't, I don't see some crazy stuff in my <laughs> life. Like, I don't remember one of my great aunts died and they fighting at the funeral home. And it's it's crazy. Like, you never know what to expect when you when, when someone passed away and you at the funeral and all the family get in town and stuff like that. You never know when that firecracker going to pop. Somebody going to pop off. Like, it's just a matter of time. Is this whoever going to press that button? You know? Yeah, and don't let it be a family member with the money because they're going to do the most. <laughs> <laughs> and it's normally a family member that don't got no kids. So it's the nieces and the nephews and mm-hmm. feel like they obligated to have some stuff. So, yeah, it really be going down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that, uh, you know, um, gotta have your stuff in order and that's just a another part of just being responsible on top of paying your bills and all the day-to-day stuff gotta have that um life insurance policy you know i've been 
Pam on for years now, but I know uh, and a lot of people don't care to research it either because I'm like, some of them is not a, as expensive as people be thinking it is, you know, because we spend a lot of money on BS, you know what I'm saying? And that's only once a month, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't like you got to just keep dishing it every week, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yep. But uh, should Shamika tell um, tell people uh, like about uh, how many books you got and where they can find your books and things like that? Yeah, so I have a book on how to start a nonprofit. I help people start their nonprofits. You can see it. So this is my book. That's how to start a nonprofit. This is on Amazon. My how to stay motivated book and journal is on Amazon. And then I also have a testimony book coming out soon about everything that I went through in life and like how I am, the woman that I am today. And you can also find it on my website, shamikabogard.com. So first and last name.com. And of course, follow me on Instagram, shamika underscore Chantel. Okay. Well, yeah, I think a lot of people will, um, will like this episode because a lot of people don't talk about the, uh, the grieving process. Like it's just something that people know will go on, but you don't right. have a conversation about it, you know, like, and uh, that's one of the reasons why I started my podcast. I just feel like in our culture, we don't have enough of these conversations with people that looks like us. And, and mm. I feel like African-Americans has the worst mental health like situation out of any race because we got treated the, the worst out of everybody and nobody ever made it right. And everybody just had to take it on the chin and keep going and things like that. So I uh, feel like it's needed for us to have like positive, open conversations with people from same backgrounds or sometimes different backgrounds that just went through similar stuff. So you can uh, get reassurance about yourself, about things you're going through and be like, hey, these people going through the same thing. So, you know, I might not be as crazy as I think I am, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so my purpose is to inspire, motivate, and empower people. So you'll see me using like hashtag IME Shamika because I want people to know that like, yes, we go through things in life, but you'll get to the other side. I got to the other side. I'm making it every single day. And I want other people to know that like we in this together and you are going to make it to the other side too. And that you have a purpose like Jeremiah 29 11, of course, like I say, he he had a plan, right? He has a plan for our lives. No matter what happens, disease, death, trauma, struggle, all of that, there's still a plan. There's still purpose and you will get through anything. And I'm that's like, when people say you'll get through it, you'll be fine, that it makes you feel like they're kind of dismissing you. But if you are a person that controls your thoughts, saying that you'll get to the other side will help to motivate you to to keep going in life and motivate you through anything, you will get through the other side. Anybody that's struggling and like watching the podcast, listening to it, know you will get to the other side one day at a time, but you will make it through it. And uh, and uh, Tinka, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, say about uh, what we talked about? Well, I think we pretty much spoken you know everything that needed to be spoken okay yeah i know um i had thought about you earlier because i was going through my phone i was like yeah i just uh was in virtue that day i was like yes you just say uh when uh do introduce me to you about the podcast so uh yeah you could uh hit me up anytime you know if you uh come across some topics that you want to talk about, you know, like, because uh, I don't come up with every topic that I talk about, like, probably half the topics that I did came from other people. So, like, you know, uh, we strike up a podcast about it and talk about it. You just let me know when you want to do it. Okay, I definitely will. I'll be thinking of a lot of stuff, actually. 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, Shamika, you have anything else you wanted to say about what you got going on? Um, if you want to start a business, start a nonprofit, scale your business. If you want to start an online store, please go to my website and book an appointment with me. I have like three um, appointments left for July. So I'm definitely willing to help you. I'm also a mentor. If you have any questions, you can always contact me, email me, DM me on Instagram. Um, I love helping people. And yeah, I want to see people to uh, reach their purpose and to keep <laughs> And thank you so much <laughs> for allowing me to be on your podcast. Y'all are so dope. And Tinka, follow me too. <laughs> I will. What's your Instagram and your website name? At Shamika underscore Chantel. That's Instagram. And then my website is first and last name. So ShamikaBogard.com. And then if people want to email me, first and last name ShamikaBogard at gmail.com. Yeah, connect with me. And uh, Tinker, did you have anything that you wanted to put out? No, I'm trying to. Um, how do you spell Chantel? C-H-A-N-T-E-L. Yeah, I was just trying to follow her on Instagram. You found it? Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, this uh, this episode will be dropping on uh, August fifteenth. So I got a couple more episodes to drop before then. But uh, oh, I drop every Monday at twelve noon. I already got episodes already recorded to the end of August. It's already dropping every Monday to then. So um, you know, uh, just uh, follow me on Instagram at Eric J the Great, and uh, I uh, appreciate everybody. Um, supporting the podcast and um, and um, I'm on all streaming platforms too. It's just not YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, all those podcasting apps. And uh, anybody want to come on the show, just uh, you know, comment on YouTube or DM me on Instagram or or wherever uh, on my Facebook page for my podcast and. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming on the show today. You're doing amazing. Amazing. Well, mate. And uh, uh, this concludes today's episode, and uh, y'all have a good night. Thank you, you too. Bye.